More on what the Carson Wentz trade means for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers resetting the offseason quarterback market and an updated three-round mock draft accounting for all the shakeups in the NFL this week right now on the Locked On Bucks podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison. My co-host, James Yarko, not here for today's episode, but you can find both of us covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation's Bucks Nation. When we aren't here or there, we're on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at Locks on Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Thank you again for making us first listen or view of the day. Without either Indianapolis or Washington on the schedule in 2022, it may seem on the surface that Carson Wentz being traded from the Colts to the Commanders impacts the Buccaneers, takes Washington off of the quarterback market, uh, while also taking what I would call a less than attractive quarterback option off the table for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Washington uh, famously or infamously reportedly literally turned over over 40 rocks, 40 potential quarterbacks uh, that they dove into. Most of them basically belonging to other teams. The The, the assumption is that they called literally every other 31 uh, NFL franchise and said, hey, you have a quarterback on the roster. What would it take for you uh, to give that quarterback up? And then they kind of made a decision on whether or not they would want to try and pursue that player. So you could even put in a school of thought that uh, the Washington Commanders probably called the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to ask about Kyle Trask. The Washington Commanders were one of the teams that basically did their homework on every single potential option they could possibly come up with. Now that team has a quarterback, and for better or worse, that quarterback is going to cost them $26, 28000000 million, something like that, against the salary cap. So they're basically stuck with them. There's not a whole lot more they can do in the quarterback market from a free agent standpoint or from a trade standpoint. Uh, unless they find somebody else to take Carson Wentz off their hands in a package deal. I've seen some fan theories that think now Washington's going to try to package Carson Wentz uh, to a, in a deal with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, with Houston Texans, what have you. I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is basically what Washington is going to roll into 2022 with. Now, so if Washington's off the board, Carson Wentz is also off the board. So that's good because that means Carson Wentz not coming to Tampa, which is good for everybody in Tampa, trust me. Um, and it means that the Washington Commanders no longer in the race for any of these free agent quarterbacks or any of these uh, potential quarterbacks that could be traded for it. And, and again, this is a team that, I mean, they, they offered reportedly three first round picks uh, for Russell Wilson. They were in talks with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders as early as three days before pulling the trigger, or at least pulling the trigger on agreeing to the Carson Wentz deal uh, with Vegas. So they were literally looking up every single option possible. So in terms of having opposition for, uh, Derek Carr out of out of Las Vegas, Deshaun Watson out of Houston, Jimmy Garoppolo out of San Francisco, or Mitchell Trubisky out of Buffalo, or even just for the sake of conversation, Jameis Winston from New Orleans. Now there's one fewer team that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to worry about potentially competing with. That being said, now there's an even more equipped, a better equipped team on the market that may be looking for a new quarterback. And that, of course, is the Indianapolis Colts. And it turns out, guys, the Indianapolis Colts may have been on the market this entire time. Nobody's just really talking about them because if, if you believe an athletic report coming from, you know, supposedly inside the organization as as late as early or uh, shortly before the end of the 2021 regular season, basically the Colts have kind of already come up to a decision that Carson Wentz wasn't going to be the guy. Now, it kind of 
begs the question, why did you let him play over 70% of your offensive snaps and therefore give away a first-round draft pick to the Philadelphia Eagles if you knew he wasn't going to be the guy? Because according to the report, some of these these issues or concerns that they had about Carson started uh, before the, the season even started. So that's that's a whole other situation that Frank Wright and, and those guys are going to have to deal with. But it is just kind of a curious situation. If they already kind of knew they weren't going to stick with him, why would you let him play 70% of the snaps, give up a first-round draft pick uh, in, in the meantime? Now, the Indianapolis Colts, they have an opening quarterback. Uh, they also have $28 more million of salary cap space because Washington agreed to take on the entire contract of Carson Wentz, or a remaining contract of Carson Wentz. So they've got more money than anybody in the league right now, and they've got some added draft capital. Now, they didn't have a whole lot of draft capital to begin with, so how, how impactful that really is uh, will still is, is to be seen. But the Colts already are being reported as being heavily, heavily interested in Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. And obviously, now you see where some of these dots are going to connect. We talked about this yesterday because Derek Carr has been in extension conversations with the Las Vegas Raiders and their new head shed and everything going on there. But if those conversations have stalled, because remember, if, if you've been catching up or keeping up with the story with us, there is a number that the ownership in, in Las Vegas has put on the amount they're willing to pay Derek Carr in a contract extension. If Derek Carr wants to exceed that cap and the, the Raiders organization just isn't willing to exceed that cap for him, those conversations may have stalled. If those conversations stalled, this is kind of how these things end up happening. It's like, well, guys, look, if you're not going to pay me what I think I'm worth, maybe I'm not the quarterback for you. Maybe it's better if we all just kind of move on. No hard feelings. It doesn't have to be nasty or, or anything. Like, we don't have to fo- unfollow each other on social media. We can just handle this like adults and move on and go our separate ways. Maybe that's how Derek Carr ends up leaving the Raiders. The Colts now getting into that mix. The Buccaneers, again, we don't have any official hard uh, information saying that the Buccaneers are in fact pursuing this. We just kind of have speculation and the same rumors that we've had, we've had this entire time. Some of those you can believe, some of those you can't. But the Indianapolis Colts now equipped with uh, an earlier second round draft pick uh, in this year's in this year's draft they could use. They're now equipped with an extra third round draft pick this year. And they've got an extra third round pick next year that actually may become a second round draft pick. So for the Indianapolis Colts, Jason Light for the for the Buccaneers, rather, Jason Light mentioned in Indianapolis at the scouting combine. You have to be careful. You don't want to sell your entire future, uh, you know, to, to bring in pieces for today. But that you have to kind of strike a balance there. Well, the Indianapolis Colts, who remember, were just a win or two away from going to the playoffs with Carson Wentz. If they feel like Derek Carr can kind of get them over the top, especially in the AFC North, they may be willing to sell a little bit more of their future to get into the playoffs now than maybe what the Buccaneers are doing. So that is something uh, to keep in mind. And I think that willingness on what you're willing to give up to bring in another guy, I think that's really kind of the key point of this conversation, right? And Jason Light, Bruce Arians, those guys in, in, the, in the front office there, they're really the only guys that could sit here and tell you definitively what the Buccaneers are or are not willing to give up, which line they're not willing to cross in order to replace Tom Brady with someone like a Derek Carr or Deshaun Watson, someone who's remaining out there on the market. I'm going to set my line. Here we're going to talk about the line as far as I see it. Again, that's that doesn't necessarily mean it's Jason Light's line or Bruce Arians' line, but there has to be a line between where the Buccaneers keep trying to make a move or keep you know at least being interested, looking behind door number two, as Bruce Arians puts it, for another quarterback. And then there's got to be a point where you're just going with Kyle Trask and then the assumption being, that you're bringing Blank Gabbard in to be that veteran mentor and or in-season bridge quarterback. And we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to talk about college basketball because the college basketball tournament is finally upon us. It is March. And for your latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs 
and info. Bet Online remains your best spot for our sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again for making this your first listen or your first view of the day here at the Locked on Bucks podcast. Make sure you're also following the Locked on NFL podcast, Locked on Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NFL Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like this one. David Harrison coming to you solo today on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host James Jarko on Twitter at JRK underscore Bucks. Find everything we're writing at BucksNation.com on Twitter at Bucks underscore nation. Where's the line? That's that's kind of the question, right? I know some would rather just go uh, with Kyle Trask. And no, Joshua Gardner, you are not alone on that. So there are others as well. Uh, would rather just go with Kyle Trask in 2022 and kind of be done with it already. But as long as there's options, there's a conversation that has to be had. And, and the Buccaneer, again, Bruce and Aaron Jason, like they've already said, they're going to look at options. They're going to look at what's available and they'll make the decision they feel is best for the franchise both now and moving forward. So it's our job to kind of evaluate them uh, as well. So let's look at uh, what available or potentially available quarterbacks and let's let's kind of rank them, right? I'm going to rank them in categories. I'm going to put them in groups. I'm not gonna necessarily going to rank them within those groups uh, except for my preferred one, but uh, let's rank them and let's put them ahead of, let's put them ahead behind. And actually I want to have one that's kind of right even with a potential Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Trask ticket for Tampa Bay in 2022. For me, the list is simple. There's only two scenarios, guys, that I'm actually putting above Kyle Trask. And I think that that's going to surprise some of you who've listened to this show or watched this show. But I'm calling it the Gator line. Like, that's my, that's what I'm going to coin it. I'm coining it the Gator line. And there are a bunch of options or potential options that are below that line that I would actually prefer to see the Buccaneers just roll with Kyle Trask, assuming, uh, you know, you, again, the assumption is that you bring Blaine Gabbert back as well. There are two options that are above that line. I'd rather see them go with those options. And then there's one idea I have that's kind of right there with Trask and Gabbert, uh, bring them both back and then bring in another guy to kind of roll with them. So let's talk about the guys that are below the line. San Francisco 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is below the Gator line. So I do not want to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bring in Jimmy Garoppolo to either be the crown starter, you know, heir to Tom Brady's throne. Kyle Trask is the backup. Uh, maybe Blaine Gabbert comes back. Maybe he doesn't. I don't want to see Jimmy G come in. For one, you're going to lose draft capital for Jimmy Garoppolo. And while we haven't seen Kyle Trask, you know, obviously in a regular season game yet, we have seen a little bit of Blaine Gabbert. He's got the years in the system. He's got the experience, the veteran savvy, all of those things. I would rather see the veteran who knows the system come in, take what they can get with the draft picks, roll as best as you can with it, or pave the way for the young Kyle Trask to come in and try to make his mark. I just don't see that big of a talent upgrade from, from a Blaine Gabbert to a Jimmy Garoppolo and whatever talent upgrade you do get is going to be negated then by the fact that Jimmy G is going to be having to learn a new system, learn new, new signals, new language, get to know new receivers. And Oh, by the way, coming up with shoulder surgery, probably can't even throw the ball uh, until about July. So Jimmy G I'm passing on that Mitchell Trubisky, a very popular name, in free agent conversations, uh, he is below the Gator line. I do not want to see the Buccaneers bring in Mitchell Trubisky in lieu of going with you know Kyle Trask and the combination of Trask and Gabbert. Uh, honestly, bottom line, there's no reason to be confident that Mitchell Trubisky is any better than the last time we saw him. Yeah, I get it. He's been coached by Dable for a year. He was with Josh Allen for a year. 
He kind of got to see some things for a year, but I don't think that all of those, those environmental situations can just automatically poof, say that a guy has gotten better. Now, Joshua Garner throwing you back. You're going to be the star of today's show, buddy. Going back to the email that you said that I actually did address on our last uh, episode, but because of weather interferences, I lost that entire part of, of segment one uh, of that episode. So I apologize for that. But could Mitchell Trubisky have made some some headway in, in some of his mechanical and his decision-making uh, flaws from his time in Chicago with Buffalo at the Buffalo Bills? Absolutely. Could he have not? Absolutely. And the bottom line is Mitchell Trubisky, there's people talking about, and I'm talking executives in the NFL, talking about Mitchell Trubisky getting $10 million a year or more in this new contract. I'm not paying Mitchell Trubisky $10 million or more on a new contract. And honestly, if it's if the stories are true, and there's four or five teams, maybe like three or four now that Washington has Carson Wentz, they're going to be in this race for Mitchell Trubisky. That contract, you get up to like $13, $14 million. No thanks. I'm not willing to do it. I don't want to see the Buccaneers do it. Moving on to Teddy Bridgewater. If you've been with the show for an extended period of time, before Tom Brady was a real thing that could happen uh, back in the 2020 offseason, Teddy Bridgewater was one of our favorite names. Derek Carr was also one of our favorite names. But Teddy Bridgewater was, was one of our favorite names. Still one of my favorite guys in the NFL. But look, he moved on from New Orleans with Carolina, went to Denver. I've seen it. I'm not impressed by it. I Just Teddy, somewhere along the line, Teddy just lost the spark. I'm not interested in doing that again. I think the upside of what Kyle Trask potentially could bring is better. And I think that what Blaine Gabbert brings in the near term is better than what Teddy Bridgewater can be expected to do. Uh, in, in a one-year snapshot as quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then we're going to talk about Jameis Winston. Truthfully, I'm all for it. Look, he knows the system. He knows the scheme. He knows what's expected. I'm all for it. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Jameis wants it to happen. I don't think the Buccaneers want it to happen. That's really all I'm going to say about it. Uh, Baker Mayfield is actually another name. Look, the Cleveland Browns are also reportedly talking to the Las Vegas Raiders or interested in talking to the Las Vegas Raiders about Derek Carr. If they're talking to the Raiders about Derek Carr, that means they're not sold and they're not bought in to Baker Mayfield, which means he also may be available. I'm not touching Baker Mayfield with anybody's first-round draft pick, especially the Cleveland Browns' first-round draft pick. Not trying to do it, and you know the Browns are going to want to recoup as much draft capital as possible. Baker just has too much of a of a, of a chip on his shoulder. Maybe it's earned somewhere. I don't know, but I mean, he's a Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick. Like, dude, you should not be as angsty about the football world as you are. I'm not having any bit of Baker Mayfield, so hopefully. The Buccaneers are not either. So that leaves us the two options I mentioned that are above what I call the Gator line, the Gabbert Trask ticket for 2022 in Tampa Bay. And one of them, obviously, is Derek Carr. We've talked about him. We continue to talk to him. I talk about him as a leader. He's a good citizen. He's got the ability you need in an NFL cornerback to, to quarterback to execute Bruce Arian's system. Yes, he would have to learn that system as well. But I have some confidence in his intelligence and ability to do that. Uh, he would want a new contract, obviously wants a new contract with the Raiders, so they would have to get those details worked out. But hopefully, if there's conversations happening, those good details are kind of getting worked out uh, behind the scene as things continue to develop. And then the next one is Deshaun Watson. Look, the Panthers, Seahawks, Steelers, Eagles, Vikings, Cardinals, and Buccaneers are all rumored to be connected to Deshaun Watson conversations. Friday, the grand jury uh, in the Deshaun Watson case convenes. So as early as Friday evening, there could be a return. Uh, on on a bill to indict, whether or not he'll get indicted or not. It could actually go into next week as well, but everybody's kind of crossing their fingers, hoping that there will be some sort of resolution on Friday, one way or the other. Look, if there's evidence that says he did what he did, by all means, return an indictment. If there's not enough evidence uh, to claim that he did what he did, then you know the justice system should work uh, the way that it's supposed to work. If Watson avoids criminal prosecution, 
then there's there's thoughts around the league that he could be traded as early as Monday if that decision comes back Friday. Basically, whenever that decision comes back, there's thoughts around the league that he could be dealt as early as 24 hours out because pretty much everybody understands he's probably getting suspended, right? But if he's facing criminal trials, he's not going to be around for 2022, probably even 2023, depending on how long uh, this whole situation takes. So that's kind of the biggest hurdle is the grand jury. So keep your, your eyes and ears peeled to that. We'll obviously come back on Monday and we'll talk about that as well for what it's worth. Watson has been advised from my understanding does plan to plead the fifth on literally everything in that. So for me, those are, those are who above. And look, with the Deshaun Watson situation, if the Buccaneers go Gabbert and Trask, the assumption already is amongst pretty much everybody that 2022 is essentially a ramp to lead into 2023, right? So if 2022 is a ramp to lead in 2023 with Gabbard and Trask, it can be a ramp to lead in 2023 with Deshaun Watson as well. Yes, you're going to lose more draft capital, but you get a, a, a franchise caliber quarterback that played at an MVP caliber level the last time we saw him with quite frankly, a group of wide receivers that couldn't tie Mike Evans and Chris Godwin's cleats, okay? And then I'm not trying to be rude. It just kind of is what it is. It was still playing at an MVP caliber with those types of receivers. So, yes, it would take him a little while to get up to snuff. Obviously, you'd have to learn the system, learn the scheme, but you would have him, and, you know, he's still fairly young. You can develop him into that. So I don't look at that as a downside. Again, if, if we're Gabbert, Trask, and Watson, we're basically going with 2023 is probably the year we capitalize Carr. Depending on what you have to give up in draft capital, potentially you could actually make another run as early as 2022, which is why he's the top of my list. Even with the Gator line, bring back Gabbert. Obviously, you keep Trask. Bring in Marcus Mariota. I don't know. He's the guy that Dirt Cutter wanted way back when. Maybe that was what's supposed to happen all along. Bring in Marcus Mariota. Look, if it doesn't work out, you're probably not giving him a whole lot of guaranteed money, and you're not, he's not going to cost you a lot of money anyway, but you tell him. You're going to come in and compete with this really old veteran. You're going to come in and compete with this guy who has no NFL experience. It might be a situation that he looks to take advantage of. As names continue to come off the quarterback list, we'll continue to evaluate and reevaluate, just like the Buccaneers are doing inside the walls of the Advent Health Training Center. Speaking of reevaluations, all these moves and rumors are bound to impact what happens in April at the 2022 NFL Draft. We're going to look at an updated version of a projection, a new mock draft coming up. But first... Have you tried Built Puffs? Because if you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best parts of the Built.com line of products. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. All of them are very good, and they're all going to be your new favorites if you give them a shot. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including the Puffs are low-calorie, high-protein, and they can replace your candy bars. You won't even miss candy bars, and you'll be eating something that is better for you. Most built bars contain around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but pack 17 grams of protein. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy, and they make it work every single time. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Last time you hear the Locked on Bucks podcast, Dave Harrison come to you solo on Twitter at dharrison82. My co-host James Jarko can be found on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks. Every move that happens in the league shakes up the league and honestly alters the course of history because there are a few hundred young men right now hoping to join the NFL, hoping to hear their names called in April at the NFL draft. And everything that happens is going to impact if and when they do for, for the late guys, the great stewards of the world. It's if. 
for the early guys, it's when, you know what I mean? So uh, the latest moves happening, listen, full disclosure, the Khalil Mack to Los Angeles Chargers trade just happened. There are no mock drafts out yet that have accounted for that. So we'll continue to update as things continue to happen around the NFL. And if you haven't heard yet, yeah, Khalil Mack apparently getting traded from the Chicago Bears to the Los Angeles Chargers for, I think, a second round pick this year. Uh, and obviously some more. The Chicago Bears got less for Khalil Mack than the Indianapolis Colts got for Carson Wentz. Uh, Khalil Mack's salary cap hit, though, has a little bit to do with that. But Luke Easterling of the NFL Draft Wire has an up-to-date mock draft as of the Carson Wentz trade. All right, so after Carson Wentz trade, which is, again, right now is Khalil Mack, uh, we'll see what else happens over the weekend. Then we'll come back next week and update again on Mock Draft Monday. Uh, going through the top five like we always do, Luke has Jacksonville taking Iki Aquanu, uh, offensive tackle out of NC State, number one of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not the first time we've seen him there. Uh, Detroit taking edge rusher Trevon Walker out of Georgia. Again, I hate anybody that says Detroit is not taking Aiden Hutchinson just because Detroit needs to take Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson goes number three to the Houston Texans, uh, edge rusher out of Michigan. Fourth pick overall, New York Jets. Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher out of Oregon. Number five, New York Giants take Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Now we move to the Buccaneers. With the 27th overall pick, they get offensive lineman Zion Johnson out of Boston College. You go back to yesterday's episode, we did a seven-round mock draft with Mike Kiwak of BucksNation.com, and he had the Buccaneers taking Zion as well. So uh, some, some patterns starting to develop there. With the 60th overall pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Tariq Woolen, cornerback out of UTSA. Very tall, very long, very fast cornerback from the Roadrunners program there. And at number 91, this will make James happy. Alec Pierce, wide receiver out of Cincinnati, heading to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Another longer, uh, long stride type of guy. Very fast, uh, has very good hands, did really well for himself at the Combine and in the Senior Bowl. So uh, that's that's kind of the, the adjustment being made with Carlton Davis probably leaving. You see the cornerback getting upgraded there. Ali Marpet's retirement upgrading the offensive line there uh, with Zion Johnson. But those guys... Coming available for the division in New Orleans at 18. Uh, and, and again, Luke Easterling's mock draft over at NFL Draftwire. They get Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pittsburgh. At number 49, they take wide receiver Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons in this mock draft, a three-round mock draft. Number eight, they take Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. Number 43, they take Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. I know some, some broken hearts in the Bucks fan base there. At number 58, they take Perrion Winfrey. Defensive lineman out of Oklahoma. And at number 74, they get Nick Benito, linebacker out of Oklahoma as well. So going to Oklahoma twice there for the Atlanta Falcons. Three picks on defense, one on offense. The Carolina Panthers only have one pick uh, in the first three rounds right now. At number six, they take Trevor Penning, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa uh, to protect, I don't know, Sam Darnold, maybe Mitchell Trubisky. Who knows what the Panthers are going to do. One of the teams rumored to be interested in Deshaun Watson for what it's worth. The Seattle Seahawks. So they trade... Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. They end up with the ninth and the 40th overall picks uh, in exchange. Seattle with the number nine pick, according to Luke. And according to me, they take Malik Willis out of Liberty to become their quarterback of the future. Number 40, they take Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback out of Clemson, which is interesting because I've actually seen a lot of first-round projections for him. And if he's there at number 27, I don't know. I I, I don't know if uh, if I would recommend the Bucks bypass Andrew Booth Jr., at 27, even though he goes here at 40. So that's quite the uh, quite the shift there. Maybe a trade back would work out, of course. If the Buccaneers could predict where guys were going to go, they wouldn't have any worries, right? Uh, the Washington Commanders, they get Carson Wentz. 
They keep their first round draft pick. They still have one day two draft pick left and it's number 47 that belongs to or used to belong to the Indianapolis Colts at number 11. They take Garrett Wilson wide receiver out of Ohio State. Really nothing new there. We've seen Garrett Wilson there uh, before. Number 47, they take Darian Kennard offensive tackle out of Kentucky. So two picks in the first three rounds, uh, basically making sure that Carson Wentz has as many opportunities to be successful as possible. And uh, the Indianapolis Colts, they swap from 47 to 42. That is their first pick in the draft as of this moment right now. They take quarterback Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati and 73, which is the third round pick they got from Washington. They take Wandale Robinson, wide receiver out of Kentucky. So that is how the newest drafts are kind of being shaken up by the newest moves. Again, we will come back mock draft Monday. We'll find out how Khalil Mack going to the Chargers, how the Chargers adding uh, at least a second round draft pick here this year. Uh, factors into things and of course whatever else the NFL decides to throw at us because it's never the offseason and we never stop thanking you guys for making the Locked On Bucks podcast. First listener, first few every single day. For your second listen, please check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices free and available wherever you get podcasts. I will be back to start off next week on Monday by myself, James, still on. I'm going to call it vacation just to mess with him. If you've got questions or topics you want to discuss here on the show with me, send them in to Lockdown Bucks Podcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841. Maybe you've got your own Gator line. Tell me who's above it. Tell me who's below it. Tell me how wrong I am for suggesting Marcus Mariota joins this roster. For James Jarko, I'm David Harrison. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksNation.com and find us on Twitter at dharrison82 at Bucks and at Bucks. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire the cannons, and thank you for joining us right here at Lockdown.